2: Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Got a good show for you today. There's enough out there that we can really start digging at, so to speak. I'm one of those scab pickers from my childhood that if there's something to talk about, oh, let's keep talking about it, right? The Biden administration is hoping to pass an infrastructure spending package that would have broad stock market and industry-specific implications for oil and metal miners, for roads, for improving our economy. I always like the idea of infrastructure projects. It's going to be curious on top of a stimulus package, on top of a stimulus package, on top of a stimulus package, on top of a stimulus package. How much can we as a government throw out there and not raise taxes? How much as we as a government can we throw out there? and? Um, manage it intelligently without it leading to inflation. But they're looking at between 2 to $4 trillion spread out over 10 years. Um, such a bill would be 200 to $400 billion a year, which is not crazy. It's 1 to 2% of our GDP. Nothing groundbreaking, but it matters. We'll talk about that and much, much more as the show unfolds. Am I positive on the next 10 years of the stock market? Ultimately, I am because of issues like that. It's a big broad statement, it's a big stupid statement because in the next 10 years let's say Kim Jong-un throws a nuclear missile, all bets are off the table. So you always have to keep in mind some black swan events and they happen. On this day 1 year ago, where were you 1 year ago? I was hiding in quarantine. The Dow fell 2,997 points, almost 3,000 points in one day. 3K, it's not the TV you want to buy. It's not what you want to see on your Dow Jones Industrial Average. 13% in one day, a worst point loss in the history of Wall Street. The S&P 500 fell 12% for its second worst day ever. It felt like the world was ending on the stock market. And then we flash forward to one year later. Happy days are here again. The sky is blue. We don't want to go that far because that's actually a sad, sad song. Investors have added $40 trillion of value on global stocks. Healthcare and technology, which accounted for a third of the global equity market, capitalization now accounts for about 42%. Healthcare and tech. So continuing the theme, the Dow and the S&P 500 both hit fresh record highs yesterday. The Dow is on a seven-day win streak, the S&P There was one point in time where I went to a hockey game, Portland Parts or the Portland Icebreakers or something like that. So this is in CFP, Chad Burton in Portland 12, 15 years ago. And they had a, a thing where they'd give away a free pizza of the team, home team scored six goals. So you'd hear the crowd go, one, two, three, four, five. And then the sloppy people would say, We want sex. We want six is the right way to enunciate that. But hockey games and beers kind of go together. You get the idea. Winning streak of getting six goals in a game, very, very difficult. Jeez, I'm getting, going
0: crazy out there at the lake.
2: Getting six days in a row on the SP 500 is rare. Getting eight days in a row on the Dow Jones Industrial Average is even rarer, but that's the kind of money and stimulus we're throwing. Now, isn't it interesting that if we go back into the Wayback Machine three months ago, we were all wondering, I wonder if we're going to get stimulus. I wonder what president we're going to get. I wonder if there was a lot of ifs and buts and candy and nuts. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. But yet, we all kind of knew the government was going to do something, even if it was bipartisan, It doesn't upset me. Maybe it does upset me when people think Wall Street is a roller coaster. There's nothing. I, didn't, I wasn't Karnak the Magnificent three months ago. A year ago, Kron would have me on daily on their newscast in the evening. They're like, Rob, what are we going to do? The world's coming to an end. Stock market's going to zero. We blame you, Rob. You're the capitalist pig of the Bay Area. You did this to us. I'm like, guys, just wait three months will be higher. That U2 song caught up in the moment. And I just can't get out of it. Um, where the field goal kicker misses the field goal. He misses the field goal. He misses the field goal in the video like 25 times. And then finally kicks the winning field goal to win. That's where we were a year ago. Biden is telling... What does he say? He's telling taxes to take a hike. Get it? <laughs> I'm cute. Um, on the monopoly board, the corporate tax pay 21% or $200. No, 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 I have to pay 28%. Soon it'll be 30%, 32%, 33. At what point does it hurt the economy? And we go, we need a Republican in office, and we get a Republican in office, and he cuts taxes on corporate, and then we do the same thing with wealthy people, and then we do the same thing with sodas. And, oh, it's a never-ending cycle of politicians have never met a tax dollar they didn't like. Bumping the income tax to 39.6% for those earning 400000 plus. Taxing capital gains like normal income if you earn a million plus. Increasing estate taxes to 45% for assets worth $1 million plus. That's a pretty hefty tax.
1: Right.
2: Right. Remember, estate taxes are kind of a fancy way of saying a death tax. UC Berkeley economists are estimating 40% of profits earned by multinational firms were located in tax havens in 2017. There is no doubt we can do a better job of holding corporations accountable, but there's also no doubt that we can mess this up aggressively. So the only clots Europe seems to like are clots in their cream. Germany, France, Italy have suspended AstraZeneca's two-shot COVID vaccine following reports of blood clots. The science community is outraged. They're like, blood clots are nothing compared to covid but I, I don't really know anything about that. Indonesia and the De- Democratic Republic of Congo also suspended the rollout. That's something you don't hear in the news very often. The, the Democratic Republic of Congo. I'm willing to say that maybe 5% of our audience can find Congo on a map. <clears throat> of which I'm, I'm not one of them. My geography, hold a mackerel, is not good. Um, Elsewhere out there, the NCAA big tournaments getting ready to start. We'll talk about that as the show goes on. Viacom CBS stock is up 156% this year. This year. Discovery is gained 141% powered by the launches of streaming services. At neither one of those. Well, Discovery might have been a little bit of a surprise to you. But C B S you knew they were going to do something. Their CBS Plus or whatever that was, where they had Star Trek exclusive for three years there. Eh, not very sexy. Anyhow and anyway, there's not a lot of mystery on Wall Street when you start thinking about it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
1: Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union, with 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's Business Leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Please don't laugh at me.
2: I feel that 2020 was the year where we kind of practiced retirement for those of us, those of us over 50. We didn't go to work. We stayed at home with our spouses. We got to latch onto our kids and get an emotional tie one more time. We didn't get to hide in the workplace for eight ten hours a day. So we got to practice retirement. Now a couple things about retirement is it scares me. The idea of working from age twenty to sixty is something I feel comfortable with. But the pandemic has open my mind to say like, am I ready for retirement? It's the closest I've come to like hanging around the household and do nothing all day. And again, maybe that's what your retirement looks like. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But a couple things that we're going to pay more for in retirement, and this is one of the reasons I'm freaked out, is 2020 was a year where we really looked at our budgets. We just saw what we we're spending on. So it's worthy to have a plan in place for retirement so that we don't run out of money. We're all eager to hit the road. Hotels are filling up for the summer. Airlines are filling up for the summer. If you're going to go, oh, last second, I'm ready to travel, you may not have that option. Customer-starved travel Wants and needs will be met. A couple things you can do in retirement is assign a specific cost to all of your travel per year. You got to have some sort of budget. You can't go into a Willanelli, in my opinion. When you do break the big savings bank, piggy bank, and go, I'm going to dip into savings and have fun. I'm going to get an RV. Can't do that next year. So you get like one or two times to break the rules, and that's it. But travel is going to be more expensive. What else will be more expensive? When you turn 60 and retire, 62, 65, 70. What's your age? I don't know. Healthcare. Household's total spending on healthcare increases from 8% pre-retirement to 13% by the time you and your household is past the age of 85. It's hard to believe, right? You're going to spend more on healthcare as you get older, and maybe less on the internet because every year you're like, "Oh, the internet cost went up. Oh, the phone bill went up. Oh, truly things we don't really need, but truly things that we have to have." And it makes no sense. Other things that are going to be more expensive in retirement, I think utilities. Friend of mine, I think he's fifty three, fifty four. He just had his birthday. And his wife got him an air conditioner. (laughs) Like a big old air conditioner. They live in a three-story house in Alameda. And a crate. I mean, he said he didn't want anything big for Christmas, for his birthday. And, ooh, it was a big one. Um, He wants more, more convenience as he ages. And he's in a warmer part of the Bay Area. Average retired household spends more each year on utilities than the average working household. Maybe because you're home more often, maybe simply because you're using the more utilities a little bit more. When you're at home a little bit more often, you're not flushing the toilet at the office, you're flushing your toilet. A few years back, you might remember there was a big national story about some rapper said something along the lines of water's free. And it, it, I don't even remember the story, but he was like, man, cop can't pull me over. Water's free. <clears throat> and then the utility spokesperson said, water's not free. I'm like, yep, water's not free. What else are we going to be spending on in retirement? Uh, Maybe moving and relocating. Anytime you move, you're going to get new rugs, new curtains. You may talk yourself into that big splurge and say, well, we need new dishes to match the new terracotta roof or whatever. Moving out is expensive. Moving in is expensive. Even when you're downsizing. I'm at that period of my life where I've been in the same house for a long period of time, and i don't look forward to moving i don't want to retire in the home that I'm in now, although I could it's one level i've got huge feet stairs don't do me well i know I know you're saying don't 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 go cuomo on me and start talking about the size of your hands and feet, but I got size fourteen feet. Fitness is in the news as far as something that's going to cost a little bit more in retirement. Approximately 53% of retired Americans participate in physical activity. They allocate about 13% of their money to fitness. When you start adding these together, you don't have much left over. My neighbor, she is a retiree. I want to say like 73, 74. Great shape. Tiny human being like. One of those fun-sized candy bars where she's under five feet. Tiny. But I know she does yoga and spin classes pretty regularly pre-pandemic. And those aren't cheap. And they keep coming up with more and more cost every year. More things that we're going to spend on in retirement that are expensive. Day-to-day stuff. Is parking more expensive? Are your lunches more expensive? Yeah. Although some people as they get older become a lot simpler with their diet. I had an in-law that every day he would have half a piece of toast, a strip of bacon, and one egg. And that was his breakfast for like 20 years of retirement. Another thing that's going to be more expensive in retirement is debt. Listen to this cray-cray. The median debt for those age 65 and up is over $31,000. That's two and a half times greater than it was back in 2001. So in 15 years, seniors went from $10,000 in revolving debt to $31,300. Bills can begin to pile up, credit card medical expenses, um, utilities, rent, housing costs. When you get a little bit older, you may get a knock on your door about feed the children or time to pay back to society with a charitable donation. As we age, we are more charitable. Americans age 65 and up contribute almost 11% more to religious, educational, charitable, and political organizations than people age 55 to 64. So somewhere around 65. And when you're 75, the donations get even larger. I've got a family member who's a retiree, turning 80 this year. And she reads a book every two days. And she's one of those gotta-get-brand-new books. Now, she'll steal a book from your nightstand, which is a great way to go, but she's not a library girl. As you get older, financial planning becomes more of a cost for you. People doing your taxes, people managing your money, helping you make sure that you don't run out before you die. Find me online at com. That's roblackshow.com.
1: Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW.
0: Welcome
1: in.
2: I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. It takes a little bit of effort to choose this over Sarah and Loser Guy. I get it. More friendly music, laughs, hijinks, telling you how great our life is. It takes a little more effort to care about retirement, but I'm glad you're here. Netflix Mank is one of those shows on Netflix that I feel like it might take me too much effort. To watch. Speaking of effort. Zombie show. I can quit halfway through. And go. Eh. Somehow. Some theme tells me. The humans are going to win. Or maybe the zombies. I don't really need an answer. But Mank. If I were to quit it halfway. I'd be like. That was a waste of a half. Like an hour. Hour. Hour and a half. I just can't. I can't commit to it. And yet. Yesterday. When the Academy Award. Nominees were announced Netflix make top of the list for the most Oscar nominations with 10.
0: And the Oscar goes to. Please pick me, pick me, pick me,
2: pick me. I didn't win yet again. Um, I think that's a phrase we all know, right? And the Oscar goes to. Um, just a little bit too comfortable with it in my head. But Netflix is not what we would think of when we think about a studio that produces Oscar nominations to the tune of 10. For a couple of years there, they would get like best supporting actor. On occasion, they would get best editor. But now they're getting director, movie, lead actor, supporting actor, lead actress, supporting actress, they're getting all the categories. Mank getting 10 nominations. So they are a professional studio. Harsh weather is simply weighed in on retail sales across America. You remember last month um, <laughs> while Ted Cruz was jumping off to an island adventure? Cancun. South of Cancun is lovely. Playa del Carmen, Lovely. The state of Texas was getting hit with an ice storm where people lost power for one, two, three, four days. A small child was smothered, trying to keep warm. Something that shouldn't happen in America. I'm not sure where we went wrong with this one, but we went wrong. We've got to protect our children and our, our animals. Just my opinion. Something happens to me, I deserved it. Something happens to a child, two, three years old, dies of freezing... Not acceptable. I know you're saying, vote Rob Black. No, no, whatever you do, don't vote for me. But the bitter cold ruined retail sales last month. People stayed in. People watched the news. People couldn't get out of their homes in large parts of the country. We hear the story every couple winters. But this one was a particularly tough one because Texas got crushed with an ice storm much of the south the decline in sales last month also reflected the fading boost of the december can we call it december maybe november stimulus that sent an extra one-time 600 dollars checks to households we basically gobbled through that in december and january and there is just a little bit less left to throw onto the amazon or the apple store I know you're saying. Are you saying that I'm so cynical that I think people are only buying stuff from Amazon and and no one's buying groceries? I'm not that cynical, but it does cross your mind. So Biden gets in and he gets a stimulus package that's going to basically double that six hundred dollar check. And we've also learned more and more that Americans have a ton of money in savings one point eight trillion dollars. Plus, we have two to four trillion on a spending package, maybe coming down the road. Um, excuse me, we are about to be flush with with retail sales. So, I don't know when the market's going to a start caring about inflation, or b start caring about um, were there enough jobs created from all the stimulus to carry the economy. Can't we get back to fighting about defense spending and fighting about other issues politically? But there is a lot of spending going on right now. And I'm not telling you to put money in the market and take advantage of it. But I hope you've got exposure to the market that's appropriate for your level of risk and your goals. Um, I raised some cash in December. And I'm not saying that I'm having trouble putting it to work. But when the market hits record highs five days in a row, six days in a row, seven days in a row, eight days in a row, you feel like you're missing out. And that starts playing into fear of missing out. Greed and fear are the two most heinous, evil things on Wall Street. Now, let's talk fun. Last year, the NCAA tournament champion in 2020. Who won the NCAA tournament on CBS the round of 64 or is it 67 now or something silly? Who won March Madness last year? Do you remember? 2020. Gonzaga, right? No, 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 no. No one won. They canceled the whole tournament last year. So, the point being, the NCAA... Oh, it's a big business. In all of sports, it's the most profitable um, playoff. Is that how I want to say that? It's the most profitable uh playoff tournament yes that's what i'm gonna refer to it as profitable playoffs thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you because there's so many games and it's kind of a i'm not gonna say a rite of passage but wednesday and thursday games and friday and saturday and oh your whole bracket's busted and destroyed by friday night you're all bitter and angry and, and there's no consoling you well, think about if you were CBS Sports or Turner Sports last year. You threw out an $800 million for the rights package. Tournament pulls in over a billion dollars for CBS and Turner Sports last year. Bye-bye. Now, the NCAA had insurance for its tournament that paid out $270 million to absorb the blow. And it has the same insurance in place for 2021. You're like, that's an insurance blow. Every now and then you just hear these just incredibly sickening stories. A dad yesterday, I find myself spiraling into depression. I don't know what to do when this happens. A dad killed his two autistic children, drowned them in a pier in their car seats, and his wife couldn't swim, so he figured she'd go down in the car too. Collects the life insurance money. Whoa. So every now and then you hear these stories about life insurance and insurance, but $270 million insurance payouts pretty hardcore. I'm not going to say someone got fired at that insurance company, but that's a big ticket item. Up to 20 million people are expected to watch the final game. 47 million are expected to place bets throughout the tournament. This could be a good time to take a look at DraftKings or Penn National Gaming, and see how online betting publicly traded stocks do in one of the most exciting betting sporting events in U.S. history. Now, the teams, all 64 of them, or 67 of them, forgive me for not being accurate, but it's close. There's playing games and silly stuff that I don't understand. But all the teams are going to be setting up shop in Indianapolis. That's kind of weird, Part of the cuteness of March Madness, and I have four adult friends, and I'm not this kind of guy, but I look at other guys who do this, and I go, man, you're a man's man. I wish I was you. Can I borrow some of your old leather soap? Is that called old leather? Real man
0: of genius.
2: Irish Spring. Ah, I'm a man. Like I'm not that manly of a man, but I've got four friends who go to Vegas every year and watch the, the basketball games the first weekend. It's kind of like get away from the wife, get away from the kids, let's get drunk, maybe go to a sports uh, casino, throw down some dollar parlays or so I don't know what they do. It sounds like fun. I'm just not that masculine. Tailgating to me is lovely, and then I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Oh, kind of. I'm not that masculine. I'm just not that masculine. I'd rather read a book. But 20 million people are expected to watch the final game. 47 million are expected to place bets. DraftKings has had a big move up during the pandemic. I started talking to you about it a year ago. As exactly what Andrew Cuomo is doing, Mario Cuomo, excuse me, what he's doing in New York and saying, hey, I'm pretty sure we're going to have legal marijuana by the end of the week. I don't know how that came through, where that came through, but we kind of knew – States were going to embrace, I think, gambling as well as marijuana as a tax form of collecting money for cities that spent a lot during the pandemic. Cities that shut down, restaurants that went away, tax revenues that didn't come in. So we got that to look forward to as far as sports. Usually the NCAA tournament does well on viewership. One of the things we've looked for in the past are the amount of live streams. 100 million live streams in 2019. That was up 31% from the previous year. I don't know if cord cutting or television still matters. I don't know if that's the argument here. I'll be interested to see if America falls in love with the tournament again, or if we're like, meh, meh, where are the fans at? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Yeah, when
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. U.S. solar industry posted record growth in 2020. report found the industry added a record 19.2 gigawatts of new capacity, a 43% jump from 2019. Probably not something you would imagine under a Republican president, but it tells you that industry has just some really huge momentum behind it. I've been doing a lot of research on credits and how you will hear companies like Goldman Sachs say, we want our footprint to be. Carbon neutral, And it's not really like saying like, it's not like they're not expecting their employees to, to pollute the planet. They completely expect their employees to get on trains and planes and automobiles and pollute the planet. They completely expect their employees to eat meat and pollute the planet. And again, I'm not going to get too controversial with that phrase, pollute the planet. We kind of all can agree that there's something going on as far as um, smog from your car smog from factories. Just go to L.A. That's my science. Just go to L.A. And when you see the air trapped in a valley, it's pretty gross. But, um, again, not making a political statement in any way, shape, or form, but the solar industry had a record year in 2020. Kind of nice to see. Solar installations are expected to quadruple from today's levels. Getting back to companies like Apple saying they want to be carbon neutral, it, it doesn't mean that they're not going to be polluting the planet. It just means that they're going to be investing in some technologies or spending some money in technologies that maybe scrub carbon or maybe plants trees or maybe derives power from solar. It's not a bad thing, but it's not as noble or altruistic as it sounds. Um, and it, again, it tells you that the world's going to have a problem where we have more and more people on the planet. Mother Nature has this little thing called pandemics, it's earthquakes, disasters. It seems to say, ah, you're growing a little too fast. Let's slow things down. And nothing slows us down. A Mega Millions ticket won a year ago expires March 17. Doesn't that make you feel go crazy? There was a $731 million Powerball jackpot. That was won in January of last year. Not claimed. Really? I know. It's like you spend two dollars for a teeny little square piece of paper which you could put a post it note on. Not a good idea.
0: That's not how it works.
2: Forty seven how
0: any of this works.
2: It's not how any of it works. She's right. Listen to her, not me. Wednesday is the official payment date for the fourteen hundred dollar stimulus checks. Woohoo! Don't leave that one on the table. 47% of millennials think their number one home-buying fear is. Let's play a little game of mental jeopardy for you. First and foremost, you got the millennials, and they're looking at the median price of a home. It's up to 270000 20% down payment is 54000 the most frightening part for millennial. Am I paying too much? Do I qualify? What if I leave and get a job in another city? What is? What do you think it is? What's the number one biggest fear for millennial? Surprising. Dealing with unexpected cost. I give the millennials some props in this one. So... I bought a house that had a tree in the in the driveway. It was probably originally designed like around the tree. The driveway was like, well, there's a tree there. And the city probably said something along the lines 50 years ago. Well, you got to put a driveway around it. And when I bought it, I'm like, that tree's coming out. I hate trees. Trees are the enemy of homes to me. Nah, I like the ones that give shade. But the roots, they get into your water lines, the roots get into your concrete, the roots get under your house, they, they get bigger, they pop things, they, it's expensive. It's maintenance. So a couple weeks ago, I had a tr- that tree, r- which I killed 12 years ago, I went out there and I strangled it. I'm no tree hugger, I'm a tree killer. So I strangled it to death, chopped it up, took it out, fixed the driveway, tree's gone, it's gone. 12 years later, that tree root worked its way into my sewage line. And I was like, why? I I use one-ply toilet paper. You have children, you learn to use one-ply. One-ply is the greatest invention on the planet because it's tough to clog on your toilets. Two-ply, three-ply, four-ply. You get a kid with an iPad sitting on the toilet for 45 minutes, and oh, it's going to be a clog. So one time it clogged, and I, I pumped it out, pumped it out. I do that kind of stuff myself because I'm a manless man. I'm kind of like a Paul Bunyan with an axe. I'm i I'm I'm all that in a bucket of chicken. Next thing you know, next day it's, it's blocked again. I'm like, what's going on? Turns out a tree root grew into the sewage line. That was a $1,400 repair to basically set the sewage line straight with a the street in your home an unexpected expense i'm in the position where i can deal with it a lot of people are not about 44 percent and by the way i I plan to spend somewhere between roughly two percent of my home's value every year in maintenance minimum i like keeping homes not pristine but if you had to move out tomorrow someone would say oh it doesn't have true roots in the in the thing and it, it all the you get the idea 47% of respondents said they're f- afraid of hidden fees 48 4% said affordable homes is their biggest concern 38% said you know i i can't really afford a new dryer or a washer if it breaks but it's the hidden fees we can deal with a payment we can deal with a mortgage we can deal with a lot of it but a home is expensive and once you put that 20% down you're like uh-oh if you don't put the 20% down, you're doing private mortgage insurance, which most people will tell you is not a good thing. Closing cost is 2 to 5% of the home price. What up with that? Realtors, we're watching you. That's coming down sooner than you think. Check out what Zillow and Redfin are doing, and you'll see what I'm talking about on that. Find me online at roblackshow.com. This
0: is our